way through and scoring the opening goal. Ball played into Epson! Is that the goal that sends Yeovil to Wembley? And it was well turned around again by the hero of the day, Pennock. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Past from the Glover's Cast. Today, we're going to go a little further back in the archives to meet a player who spent two years as a Yeovil Town player and in the... Def- oh no, let's start that one again. I got the word player in there twice and that that completely threw me off. Right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Past from the Glover's Cast. Today, we're going to go a little further back in the archives to meet a player who spent two years at Town. In the defence of the club's two final part-time squads, he played 88 times in green and white between 1998 and 2000. And we're delighted to welcome Kevin Brown to the Glover's Past. Kevin, firstly, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Okay, well let's get um let's get straight into it. Um you arrived at uh, Hewish Park in March 1998 if my research is correct. Um you were with your teammate uh, Steve Thompson uh, from from Woking obviously and um you linked up with our then manager Colin Lippiot who had been uh, an assistant during a, a huge success that you had at Woking. I mean, I, I think I'm right in saying you were Woking's most successful captain. Was it Was it Colin's presence that made you want to make that move? I think, it, yeah, Colin was the initial link. Um, kind of my time at Woking was coming to an end. Um, I still felt I had a lot to offer. Um, and Colin came in for me and, you know, we shared so much success previously with Woking and also Yeovil being such a big club and um, quite quite an ambitious club, you know, it seemed like a good fit at the time. Yeah, and Steve Thompson came with you as well, which again, I, I imagine for um, Woking fans must have been a bit of a blow because they, they lost, I remember you were roundly thought of as uh, one of the best defenders in, in that division. I imagine Steve was a bit of a fan's favourite as yeah, well. I'm- yeah, we'd, we'd had a lot of success, obviously, um, you know, FA Trophy success and, uh, you know, good FA Cup runs and things. And, um, you know, we we'd done we had done well in the league, but we kind of um, a couple of seasons dipped out, was just pipped us to, to the kind of top spot. And, and obviously in in those days, if you didn't win the league, then you would, you know, you didn't get promotion. So um, we'd had a lot of success, good, good team spirit there, got got on really well with Steve we were good mates and uh you know that it was it was nice when you're going to a new club to go um you know with someone that you've played with but also I I knew one or two of the lads at Yeovil anyway so you know it seemed like a a good move for me and living in Andover mm. it's not a million miles away from Yeovil as well so um so it all, all worked out really well when you arrived at the end of that season we were on a pretty bad run and still weren't safe from relegation do you remember feeling pressure when you first arrived 
Yeah, I think so because Steve and I had a lot of experience of playing it, you know, in in that level in that league, and um, you know, it, it, I think it was one of those where. It, could have gone either way but um i think we managed to steady the ship a bit you know a couple of experienced players coming in and um you know in the end i think we we kind of were quite comfortable but at, at, at this at one stage there it look it did look a bit precarious yeah yeah you're right it was 11th um that season and um and 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 colin had brought in obviously yourself tomo um the the likes of steve stott as well and we already had um warren patmore um, and Anna and Picard are up front, but then he brought in a few younger ones, Murray Fistock, Jamie Pittman, those yeah. those kind of players. Remember the, the record show that you won uh, on the on the opening day there. I mean that squad that got assembled for your what was your first full season. Yeah. Did it feel like yeah. one that could 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 challenge? Because you had Cheltenham, Rushton, obviously spending money in that that time. Yeah. yeah, I thought you know throughout the. I'm not sure we had a huge amount of strength in depth in terms of uh, players to call upon if we, we picked up injuries. But, you know, the sort of kind of the squad itself, if it, you know, was was well experienced. And like you say, there was a good mix of young, talented young players coming through. So, um, you know, we, we felt on our day we could match anyone. And, um, you know, we had enough players in there. Because, you know, it's a tough league in that sometimes you have to roll your sleeves up and have a battle, but also have to, you know, want to play at the right times too. And it always helps having a goal scorer up front like Warren. Um, you know, he, he's always going to get your goals. Um, so, you know, I think I think we felt quite confident and, uh, that you know, we we were quite capable of doing well and and. You know, I think I think we finished reasonably high in the league, didn't we? So, um, so overall, not a bad season. Yeah, there was a it was a wobbly start, um, and then towards the end, ninety eight, we hit a bit of a groove. D did you think it was just a case of the squad kind of gelling and coming together, and it took that sort of time? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you kind of kind of learning a way way of playing that suits the manager and new players coming in and it just usually takes a while to bed in and um kind of hit a groove and i think when you when you you've got um a pattern of play and once you start playing and start getting getting a bit of confidence and get a few wins then you can get some momentum going yeah was was um colin lippier that you you found at yeovil the same kind of because obviously he was assistant wasn't he to jeff chapel yeah. woke him yeah yeah, so Colin at um, at Woking did most of the coaching. Jeff Chappell was sort of the manager that kind of um, he didn't get involved in the coaching side of it, but was very good in terms of um, kind of the tactic side of it, motivating players, getting good players together, and get and you know getting them to gel. And Colin did you know practically all the coaching, and then I think Colin really relished the opportunity to kind of um, put his stamp on on team selection tactics, and uh, you know, and also you know forming his own own side because he he kind of worked under Jeff for many years. They were obviously successful couple couple together, but I think he really enjoyed going to Yeovil and and kind of um, being the main man really. Yeah, and and at the end of that year, we started the uh, FA Cup campaign, which obviously a, a competition with huge significance to to Yeovil Town. There there was a little bit of a scare in the first round. Do we have to go to a replay at West Auckland Town? Do, do you remember that one? I remember that being a bit of a scrap, if I remember rightly. 
Yeah, I think it was. I think you always get those games and um, they're the games you can really come unstuck in. And uh, I think it's one of those where you have to kind of, you're looking to just grind out a result and you try and find a way to win in those sorts of games. Um, and then obviously when you get an opportunity to play the bigger clubs, the pressure's more on them and you can go out and express yourself and uh, give it a good go. Ian, I think I'm right in saying that that, that first game was your first, was that your first proper game as a Yeovil fan? No, it was my first season. First season, watching and oh. the uh, the first game when we played West Auckland Town, me and my granddad left at two one, right. and then Al James Hannigan <laughs> scored in stoppage time, and we never left early again um, <laughs> after that game. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that cup, I mean, as a first season, that FA Cup run was amazing, and sort of yeah. If, um, if I remember rightly, it was Cardiff as well, didn't we? Um, yeah. Was that the season? Yeah, and uh, yeah. I remember playing them, and uh, you know, Yeovil's support was amazing. You know, over those those games. I think the one that sticks out as well is it in December there was the win against Northampton Town at home in yeah. the second round. Um, you yeah. you had lots, you had success in the FA Cup with Woking. Where did that rank in your sort of FA Cup record? You know, kind of the F the FA Cup is such a you know, everyone talks about it being a historic um, cup competition. Um, you know, and I've got some really fond memories of it. And you know, with both Woking and and the Oval, it's, it's, it's I think the sides that Colin used to assemble and and Jeff at Woking, um, <clears throat> you know, when given the opportunity, we could play. Um, and I think sometimes it it took the league sides a, a little bit by surprise in that, you know. Oh crikey! This is this isn't su supposed to happen in terms of having players comfortable on the ball, being able to keep the ball and and play a bit. And uh, you know, um, I do think sometimes complacency can set in a little bit um, with the league sides when they're playing. You know, at that time, semi-professional teams. Yeah, because that one was on match of the day and everything. I think that Northampton game wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a big yeah. win. But yeah. you, you mentioned there the third round. Then brought us a, a tie with with Cardiff, and I seem to remember yeah. being a one-all draw at, uh, at their place. And then, then the replay, which will probably we we had Tony Pennock on one of these a while back, and um, yeah. I think that that his mistake will be the thing that everyone remembers that yeah. tie for. I mean, as a defender, you must have felt for him on that night. Yeah, yeah, it's just part of football, isn't it? You know, kind of goalkeepers, defenders. You know, you make a mistake, you get punished for it, and uh, you know, you just have to live with it. Whereas Perhaps, you know, striker misses a golden opportunity. It does get mentioned, but it gets forgotten quite quickly. Um, it's just part and parcel, and especially a goalkeeper. Um, you know, Tony pulled off many a great save to, to, to help us win games. So it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, like you say, a striker will always get a few chances in a game, won't yeah. they? But you make one mistake at the back and yes, you just yeah. stumble. Definitely, yeah. There was a bit of a stumble towards the end of the season, but ended up finishing fifth in the table. Did that give confidence to you going into the next season? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we were, you know, we had a good squad. Um, and I think that, um, you know, kind of finishing in fifth is no mean feat. And um, and I think I don't think we were a huge, huge amount of points off, you know, the t top spots. So, um, you know, kind of I think we were, we were, you know, took a lot of confidence from that season definitely yeah because Cheltenham I think Cheltenham went up as champions didn't they and then um as you say it was only one up and 
Rushton obviously yeah. had a lot, a lot of money, didn't they? So it was, yeah. a, it was a competitive league, as I recall. It was, yeah, and there was some good sides. I mean, Cheltenham were a cracking team, mm. well coached team. Um, Steve Cottrell there, wasn't it at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were a cracking team, to be fair to them. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was really good sides in it. And, uh, you know, kind of even, you know, even kind of like sort of mid-table teams <clears throat> on their day, if you weren't on it and, you, you know, you're travelling up north or, or whatever, you can quite easily come unstuck. Yeah, yeah. So fifth, fifth are good. I mean, what, one interesting thing which did happen that summer was actually off the pitch. Um, John Goddard Watts, I don't know if you remember him, but um, took over the club. He obviously founded Screw Fix and um, did a, a huge amount of good. I mean, is he some, do you remember him? He's, he's sort of, did you ever meet him or his presence, I, I suppose, at around that time? Um, to be quite honest, you know, we didn't, you know, kind of the ownership side of things and, and things. They didn't, you know, we, we knew them and kind of met them occasionally, but they didn't sort of, they weren't around in terms of, you know, in the, down in the changing room training, that sort of thing. So they kind of, um, I think they left Colin to get on with the job. Generally, I think within clubs, um, uh, my experience is that you, you kind of, you know them um, and you speak to them and things, but generally owners are, are kind of one step removed usually from, from the playing squad. On the pitch in that summer, we, we picked up Jason Eaton and Adrian Foster, um, who probably excited fans a little bit more than a defender called Terry Skiverton. Um, he obviously yeah. went on to be a huge figure and is still admired by yeah. supporters, including myself. Um, yeah. As an experienced defender at the time, what were your impressions of Skivo when he joined the club? Yeah, he 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 had you know you could see he had lots and lots to offer. Great lad in a changing room. Um, got on really well with him. I don't I don't think you couldn't really. Um, and uh, he went on and uh, did amazing things, didn't he? So uh, he, he kind of was a great acquisition for the club. Yeah. Ian, anything you want to say about Terry Skiven or you said it all already? Oh, I think I've said it all already about Terry. <laughs> yeah. Other than we need been... him to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a man we need to we need to get on. I mean that's a you you'd have played alongside him, I suppose, kept you, you, in yeah. independent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I played a few games alongside him. Um good he's always gonna be, you know, you could see that he was always gonna be a, a great acquisition, um, great lad, um, great in the dressing room. Um kind of great motivation and and also a great player so you know it's the full package yeah uh, he, he won all those headers i'd have thought so you didn't have to head the ball quite so much yeah i know yeah because not being the tallest center back it was quite nice <laughs> to have a dominant center, center back but alongside alongside me so i could like drop off and uh pick up the bits and pieces yeah i think i think the consensus that season was that we had a you know a decent squad for me but um then, then we lost five nil at uh at scarborough on the on the opening day which, which was more of a shock for you the, the result or the fact it snowed in august in in scarborough yeah. <laughs> oh a bit of both i mean you know these things happen occasionally as players and i think you know whatever whatever club you're at you kind of just occasionally you you can't put your finger on it you know um but things can go completely awry uh it might be that they hit a couple of worldies and get off to a great start or you know a, a mistake and and suddenly you find yourself um on the on the end of a hiding and um 
it's not great. I mean, I remember a couple at Woking um, and, you know, you just it's, it's how you turn that round, actually, the character you can show to put that to one side and then go again, really. We actually beat the champions who Kidderminster, who, who won the league that season in the second game. And other than the 2-0 defeat at Woking, it was a good start to the season. Did, did you feel that we had a side that was ready to go and challenge for promotion in that season? Yeah, I think so. I think with I think with sort of promotion challenges and things, I think you 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 know, like I said before, I think you need to build a bit of momentum. I think you need to be lucky with injuries and things. You need a goal scorer banging in goals for you. Um, and you know, sometimes you just get on a get on a roll, and you know, the confidence throughout the team is there, and you feel like you can beat anyone on your day. And um, alternatively you get a couple of poor results you pick up a couple of injuries and suddenly you know you can find yourself you know you know supporters get get a bit frustrated and players get anxious and and suddenly you can find yourself you know on a on a bit of a poor run so um and it doesn't take you long to kind of get behind those top sides if if you if you lose a few um particularly with three points to win yeah, absolutely. I think it was fairly early, maybe about October time, that that Colin Lippier um, left. Um, yeah. Given given he signed you, and you obviously had that yeah. that good relationship with him, was there ever a point where where you thought about leaving at that point, or were you always happy where you were? I think I think the 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 main reason that I left Yeovil was the fact that the intention was to go full time, um, and um, I'd. Uh, whilst at Woking, I trained. I'd, I'd got a degree and then trained to, you know, got te- uh, qualified teacher status. So I had a full-time teaching post. And I think, you know, being the age I was, sort of, thir- oh, it must have been 33, 34, somewhere around then, I think it was, you know, to go full-time again uh, wasn't really an option for me because it would have meant that I had to give up my teaching career. So, because um, Dave Webb came in, didn't he? Um, and right. had a chat and he, he just chatted to all the players seeing whether they wanted to go full-time or not um, and it wasn't for me so we we reached an agreement and uh, you know it you know it was it was it's just one of those things it's football really isn't it things change and you know you kind of become quite resilient to change in football and um, you know I'd had a great time at Yeovil and it you know, the club were going full time. I could see that it was a good step for them as for progression. Um, so, you know, it kind of, um, we parted ways. Yeah. But Colin leaving at that point didn't, didn't impact you particularly negatively no, or, or positively. No, 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 because Steve took over for a while, didn't he? Um, and um, it, you know, I was sad to see Colin go. Um, but, um, you know, the main reason for me leaving in the end was, was mm-hmm. the fact that, um, you go. The club were going full time. So, and when Steve took over the job, did, had you ever anticipated him going into management? Did you think that was on the cards? Yeah, I'd always Steve had always been kind of like a voice in the changing room. Great player, had a great career, um, played at some good clubs, and um, you know he you could you could see that that was probably a route he was going to go down. Yeah, I mean he was given the job. Um, permanently in, in November of that year. And one result which really stands out around that time was a, a 5-1 home win over Rushton and Diamonds. So that, 
as, as I recall, I think we, we just blew them away, despite the fact that they had a really expensively assembled squad. I mean, that must have been a yeah. game that perhaps introduced Yeovil as, as, as serious force in the division at that time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, the, the players in the squad, you know, on, on, on their day um, could be a match for anyone, you know, in terms of, you know, they're kind of... We had players in there that could graft and put their foot in and, and do all the sort of hard yards. But then also we had players that could play. And, um, you know, you always need those sorts of players in your side if you're going to be successful. And, you know, when when it did click, it it, it usually was, you know, meant we um, were, were capable of beating anyone on our day. Yeah, I remember Ben Smith having a great game. He must have been an interesting player to play with. We've had him on the podcast as well. And yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he admitted that he was, uh, if he had the attitude to go with his talent, he could have gone, really gone places. But he must have been one of those players that you just mentioned there that can just do something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of, um, he, was a, he had some great talent, Ben. And, um, you know, sometimes you kind of need that um, but you need sort of the other players in 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 that midfield area to kind of like do the do the donkey work, and he he's one that could turn a game for you. And every team needs that sort of player. Maybe you know pick out a pass, lead to a goal, or bend the ball in the top corner. You know that kind of thing. He had he had that sort of skill sets that could make a difference in a game. And I think every team need you know need at least one or two of those types of player players. I remember him. He scored one of those goals in that 5-1 didn't he and it was a really nice finish was as it well. a chip or something like chipped it from like way out if I remember rightly can't remember whether it was that one yeah he had that ability to pull 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 off something like that you know mm. um, you'd see it in training and you, you know he kind of he, he, he had that in his locker when he needed it you know and he kind of uh, could be a difference maker not long after the Rushton game, we had a rare derby at, at that time. It was rare to play against Weymouth, um, something that supporters take for granted today. Um, you played for both Oldershot and Woking, which was another local yeah. rivalry. Do you remember yeah. the Weymouth game being similarly hostile? Yeah, I mean, those games are always special as well. You know, um, kind of, I'm a Southampton fan. I know what it's like when Saints play Pompey. So it's kind of means so much to the supporters. And I think I think players are aware of it. Um, the trouble is with those sorts of games, you kind of can't, you kind of also got to focus and kind of maintain a bit of discipline. And it's easy to get carried away and pumped up for it. But you've also got to kind of you know got to be able to kind of stick to the game plan sort of thing. Um, but I remember, yeah, the the atmosphere. I mean, I always remember the kind of potential. The oval was enormous. I, you know, particularly that Cardiff game with the sellout and things. You know, the there's the fan base there really are. You know, if you if you can get some momentum going, get them behind you. You know, and and you know, players are aware of that 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 kind of. It means that extra bit, I think, for in those games. And I I don't know, sort of, if you if you look at derbies across the board, it kind of means so much um, to to fans. It's the bragging rights, really, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Like Ian says, we a lot of a lot of fans take those games for granted now. But I remember that one being literally we we'd forgotten yeah. Weymouth even existed. I think at that <laughs> point, but uh, yeah, then they uh, then they suddenly came onto the scene. But yeah, I, I mean the rest of that. I team, think. Go on, sorry, guys. Right, I was just saying it's 
it's amazing with cycles as well with teams, isn't it? I mean, you know, sort of you often see that kind of like it's you can be the dominant force for a while and then suddenly, you know, things drop off a bit and then, you know, other teams pick up and, you know, it's a bit like sort of sort of, uh, sort of Portsmouth looking to get promotion, Southampton in the championship now. And I think, you know, it, these these things chop and change a little bit, but um, it, it's great when, I think it's great for football when you've got, you know, those local derbies every season. It's really good for the supporters and football um, and it adds to that, extra bit of excitement doesn't it yeah yeah like you say Portsmouth were winning FA Cups not that long before weren't they so exactly yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. sorry sorry to bring that up but yeah (laughs) (laughs) Pompey fans don't let us forget that so no I'm sure they don't I'm sure they don't um (laughs) I mean the the rest of that season was a was a bit of a a mixed bag and then in March as you you've mentioned David Webb came in as manager and 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 Tomo became his his assistant Things were clearly changing at that point. You've already mentioned about your your, your other career, uh, your career, I should say. I mean, did you feel at that point that 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 was it? As soon as you'd heard it was full time, the sort of the writing was on the wall for you, was it? Yeah, I think so. I I, I sense there was a bit of change going on at the club anyway. You know, when uh, Colin left and Steve came in, the feel was that there was change behind the scenes and things. And, uh, you know, it kind of moving towards a sort of full-time training and I think you know logically that was the next step to take as a club um and um you know I'd I'd had that I'd kind of previous career with Southampton Brighton Aldershot um and kind of um got one of the reasons I left full-time football for Woking was to kind of pursue a career after football so um it, you know, and I was, I think I, I think I was 33-ish, 34, somewhere around there anyway. So it was time for me to to kind of look for look for something else. And um, it, it was handled really well. You know, David, where we had a honest chat, he said they're looking to go full time. And I said, well, you know, for me, that's not, not something I'd be looking to do. So we reached an agreement and um, I moved on. Mm. Presumably, there there weren't a lot of um, full time clubs around then. There's obviously a lot more now, but then yeah. it would have been a bit of a rarity to be a full time non league team. Yeah, it was. It, you know, it's um like you say. I think most of them are full time now, aren't they? If not all. Um, but it was kind of. I think. I think uh, a lot of clubs were kind of the bigger clubs were perhaps looking at it, but it's that it's quite a you know big step in terms of training facilities, playing full time salaries you know, all that sort of thing. Um, and also, you know, there are good players out there that have got careers that wouldn't want to give them up. So um, it's kind of a balance really, isn't it? But I think to make that next step, that was a, the logical thing to do. Have you got any good Dave Webb stories? We like to ask players who played under Dave Webb if they've got no. any. I think Ben Smith had a good one about Glenn Poole being threatened to be hanged from a a bloodline. Blood <laughs> he wasn't someone you messed around with, though, was he, Dave? You must have must have fit that out. To be quite honest with you, I don't know if I played under him. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I think I'm, I kind of might have gone before. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember now. But I don't. I don't. I don't remember playing any games under him. Yeah, we um, we, we we were looking, and I think you you were on the bench. They won. Okay. Uh, it was his. I think maybe his first or second game. Um, okay. at Doncaster, 
we won three right. nil at Doncaster, and you you were on the bench for that one. But presumably okay. your move to to because you went yeah. back to Woking, didn't you? you must have I did, probably yeah, yeah. have been on the cards around that time. Yeah, I think. I mean, you know, as soon as kind of. Um, Woking knew that I was leaving. That's when Colin got in touch. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he was back um, there by then, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, and um, wanted me to go back there um, as sort of player coach type role, um, which suited me. Um, and uh, yeah, so that that's the reasoning behind why I went back to to Woking. Yeah, and you you played at Hewish Park again, I think, didn't you, at the end of the season and. Woking were winners 3-0. Was there a little bit of sweetness in that one? To bit no, not no. Because the way when when I left, there, there wasn't any animosity or anything. And um it was just one of those things, kind of things change, don't they, and evolve. And um kind of there was no kind of, you know, sort of revenge or anything. It, it you know, it was just another game really. If I remember rightly, Woking were maybe in a little bit of trouble, or they they certainly needed the points to not quite clear uh, yeah. of safety. If I remember right, so yeah. a three 0 win at Yeovil yeah. must have been yeah. a good result. Yeah, again, it was kind of go, to go back there, steady the ship, try and just get enough points to sort you know get to safety, and uh, yeah, it was great. You know, three points, any three points at that point, you know, made a difference, and uh, yeah. Um, it was is quite ironic actually because I, if I, I remember rightly, you know, when I played for Yeovil against Woking, I remember marking players that I played with a lot, and yeah. then, you know, and then it flipped again. It's like I kind of, it's almost it kind of got a bit blurred in the end. It's sort of, <laughs> um, you know, so many at that time sort of players that have played for for both clubs and moved. Because yeah. I think Colin Fielder also played for Yeovil, didn't he? He did, um, yeah. And then then he went yeah. to Woking after that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was quite funny. There's a few photographs knocking around where I'm kind of in a Yeovil shirt marking sort of Darren Hay and yeah. then, you know, and and vice versa, marking Warren Patmore or someone. So it's... <laughs> I have to remember who to pass to. You passed to the right person at that yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it make it easier to defend against them when you played, when you yeah. kind of, if you trained with them and you knew what they were yeah. sort of about? Yeah. I suppose it does a bit because you know a bit about their attributes, but uh, also it just makes you more determined because you don't, you know, you don't want them to score against you and things. So, uh, you know, you might try that bit harder if it's possible to make sure that they don't kind of um, score and give you a hard time over it. <laughs> yeah, which it probably would, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you, your your career is obviously marked by your your, your two spells at Awoken. I mean, how how do you reflect on on your time as a as a Yeovil Town player? And have you followed their fortunes, um, obviously into the into the football league? Did that surprise you? Yeah. So, kind of, I have I do I have followed. Um, so when I when I joined Yeovil, my uh, auntie had several years previously moved to East Chinook, oh, right. and she was a Yeovil season ticket holder. Um, so. Um, we often used to come down. I drop my mum and dad off to my aunties and then uh, go to the game, and then they'd come and watch the match, and then we go back to hers afterwards. So, um, right. so there was, you know, I've always kind of watched their results and things, and uh, you know, they, they made kind of huge success, hadn't they? Really, in terms of um, kind of development over the over the years. Um, and it's a shame, really. It's the cycle thing I was talking about before, isn't it? You know, kind of. 
but I'm sure kind of regrouping again and, you know, and then going again, a bit like Southampton, I compare it with, you know, getting relegation. But this season, the, you know, there's sellouts, winning a few games, there's a buzz about the place again. I think sometimes you kind of need to reset, don't you, regroup and then go again. And um, hopefully we'll get promotion this season and then, you know, it's on an upward curve. Yeah, did it, it? It sounds like you you felt like there was something there. Obviously, the size of the club you you mentioned when you arrived. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. going into the football league isn't that much of a surprise when you consider the potential no. there. No, definitely. And when you look at you know some of the football league sides, um, you you if you looked at the overall attendances and, and things, they're equally a match for any of those in terms of size wise and uh, catchment area and and all those things that go with it so it's kind of I always saw it as a club with so much potential to go further um, and it's just it's just managing that isn't it and it's very difficult now with the amount of money in football trying to kind of balance the books and getting the right players and and things in but um, you know as a club yeah, I've got fond, fond memories of my time and um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it, it is a big club and it's one that, you know, deserves to be playing at a higher level. Yeah, here, here. Let's hope, uh, yeah, come the end yeah. of the season, we're we're up yeah. <laughs> up one level and then, then maybe the next one at some point. But, um, yeah, Definitely. you touched Definitely. on um, your, your, move, your move back to Woking and doing a bit of coaching as well. Yeah. Was that... I know you had your your career as a teacher with yep. the coaching. Never did that sort of pull you off to think, oh, I could actually go and yeah. do that. Yeah, I kind of um, so um, it's quite difficult being a player coach um, because you know it's when when do you detach yourself from playing and and coaching, and it's trying to find that balance between you know your management, but you're also a player. Um, I found that quite difficult, but. Um, you know, also after I'd gone back to work in the following season, after I left the Oval and then the following season, um, you know, it it was a it was a difficult time kind of. And it's it's the usual football thing, isn't it? Um, in the end, um, my my services weren't required anymore. And Jeff Chapel came back. Colin went to coach and. You know, and that's football, isn't it? It's it's very cutthroat, you know. And uh, you, but you, <clears throat> you get to to realise that's just the way it is. But when about two thousand and one is when I qualified as a teacher, so it was kind of, I don't think I could have done my teaching role and ha- played at that level or coached at that level with the commitments required for it anyway. So it allowed me just to focus on the teaching career and take that on. Uh, and um and you know you know kind of it worked out all, all worked out well in the end yeah we always end these interviews by asking our guests just to to finish with a word to the Yeovil town supporters who hopefully will be will be listening to this so just finally is there anything that you would like to say to them i would say get behind the team um you know success i think is a cycle and i think you know Looking, looking at your league position now, I think you can, you're definitely going to got a great chance of getting promotion, and then consolidate next year and go again, and just just get behind the manager and the players and give them your full support. Yeah, yeah, it make it makes such a difference, particularly f- with the fan base that Yeovil have got. If you can get behind the team, you know, and spur those players on, it will make a huge difference. 
Fantastic. Right, Ian, we've got our instructions. We'll get behind. We'll, okay. we'll get behind it. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you for spending your evening uh, having a, a chat with us and reminding us of uh, some of those some of those great memories. Thank you very much for joining. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Crittenden forcing his way through and scoring the opening goal. And it was well turned around again by the hero of the day, Pennington.